You're now listening to a Bingeful Brain podcast, the show that teaches simple neuroscience-based strategies to ending binge eating, overeating, and emotional eating through the inside-out understanding of your habits. I'm Natalia, your host, and I'm here to help you create wellness without the obsession. Let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Binge Proof Brain podcast. Today, I'm super excited to record this and I'm recording it because I feel compelled to talk about it, (laughs) to talk about how to let binge eating recovery be easy. And that's a beautiful feeling because I'm recording it out of inspiration, not because I have to do it, not because I scheduled it, but because I feel compelled to do it. And I love recording podcasts when when that happens, when I have that feeling like, okay, I want to just turn on the microphone and talk a little bit. <laughs> so I hope that you're going to feel my excitement, especially um, that it's the first episode that I have recorded in a couple of months. <laughs> so today we are going to talk about letting it be easy, because believe it or not, there might be an easy way to binge eating and recovery. And if not an easy way, at least an easier way to binge eating recovery. So how this idea for this podcast came to my mind? As you know, I had a longer break from creating content on social media. So when I've made a decision, okay, maybe try to, maybe I should try uh, to at least think about ideas from my everyday life that uh, I could create content around. And because I create content for people who struggle with binge eating or other food issues, I needed to, again, start thinking about food. Okay, how do I make decisions about food? So again, I needed to uh, refocus my attention towards food-related issues or body image-related issues. So again, I needed to start analyzing how I make food decisions. I started to think Uh, about food more. And I had a break from it a couple of months when I didn't think about my business. I didn't think about, you know, content creation. I didn't think that much about food. And, um, you know, before, uh, while I was coaching, even though I was recovered, I still had to think about food a little bit. So, (laughs) so um, maybe right now, you as a person who struggles with binge eating disorder, maybe majority of your thoughts are about food. And when I mean food, again, I mean not just food, but all the things that uh, are about food. I don't know, losing weight, gaining weight, uh, body image related issues, and so on. So when I struggled with binge eating, probably 90% of my thoughts were about food. When I was in recovery, I started to think about food way less than when I was kind of like recovered, I stopped thinking that much much about food. But then when I started coaching uh, people who struggle with binge eating, then again, the amount of thinking I had to do about food was a little bit higher. Because, you know, sometimes my, my clients ask me about it. And I always try to give examples from my life. Because obviously, I cannot tell you what you should do when, for example, you have a craving, but I can show you or I can explain you how I deal with these kind of situations. So when I'm working with clients, I'm forced to think about food more. 
even if it's just, you know, post factum when I'm thinking about, um, you know, uh, okay, yesterday I had a craving, let me tell you how I dealt with it, something like that. So again, when I had a break from social media and break from working with clients, my attention focused somewhere else. (laughs) Food was totally in the background. And yet at that point, uh, right now, I believe that I had the healthiest, easiest, and the most effortless relationship with food. For the past couple of months, food was super easy and decisions regarding food were very easy. Food was easy, even though I didn't, you know, manage it in any way. Because I used to believe that in order for me to have healthy relationship with food, I will have to do a lot of things. I will have to, uh, you know, plan my meals. I will have to eat nutritious foods. I will have to pay attention to my hunger and fullness signals. I will have to journal, meditate, and so on. Turns out, it's not true. I don't have to do any of it in order to have healthy and effortless relationship with food. And I believe that it's very similar with recovery. And now if I go in my mind to to the past, thinking about how how I recovered from from binge eating, it's like I definitely reduced the amount, uh, I reduced how much attention I pay to my food. But that's just a topic for another podcast episode. So I want to just introduce you to this idea that maybe when you do less, you get more bang for your recovery back. (laughs) I'm not sure if I can use this phrase, even though I do not talk about like monetary value. (laughs) But anyways, how do you think? Why doing less can give you more for your recovery? Well, less overthinking, less analyzing your thoughts, less, uh, less journaling about your feelings regarding body image can give you more bang for your recovery back. At least this is what I believe it. So the question is, <laughs> why your eating recovery, uh, eating disorder recovery can be easier when you engage less in eating disorder recovery related activities? First of all, when we're constantly thinking about our problems, you know, our mind can magnify its significance. It can make it seem larger and even more overwhelming than it actually is. Uh, Also, when we step back from uh, trying to fix our problems, our perspective changes and the problem appears less daunting because when we continuously are thinking about our problems, that can lead to chronic stress. And that in turn can affect how we think about it. We probably think it think about it less uh, clearly and we are not able to problem solve because, again, because of all the stress and it's, and it's very daunting. So solutions or new perspectives can arise when we are not actively trying to solve the problem. So that's why the most impers- important message uh, for today's podcast episode is let food be easy. And when I mean food, again, I mean all the (laughs) recovery stuff. And it's important because many of you have heard that recovery is hard. Eating disorder recovery is hard. Which again, it might be true. It might be one of the hardest things you will have to do in life. But 
can you make it a little bit easier? <laughs> it's going it's going to be hard, okay? So, can you make it easier? Can you make it easy? And let me tell you that it's going to be hard for you to let it be easy. <laughs> Especially if, just like me, you're coming from hard-working family. As you know, I'm from Poland, that's Easter uh, Euro Europe, and we used to live in, um, you know, in my country, there used to be a, a communism. And I feel like in my family, the legacy of communism is still very active. Um, it definitely made an impact on my family's uh, perspective, um, on, on how my family perceives the value of hard work, right? So uh, whatever communism has taught them about work, they taught me that about work, that, for example, achieving success requires effort and dedication, that success can be only earned through hard work. That's why they also show skepticism towards um, achievements that come to you like without much effort. <laughs> and it's funny because older generations, you know, they will still ask me, when, I, when will I find a real job? You know, like real physical job that I have to wake up early to go to that job and I must, ha I must hate that job and then come back very tired at the end of the day. <laughs> for, for them, it doesn't matter if I'm miserable. What matters is that I worked hard and I deserve to be, uh, you know, paid for it. <laughs> so they totally do not get how I can work online. And I bet that you may know people like that as well. Maybe you even have similar attitude toward, towards work, towards people who work online, like online work is not a real work. Um, let's say that there's some kind of influencer. Like for you, it may be so weird that there is somebody who is working as an influencer and you think that they do not deserve to be paid. Like, wh what do you mean? Like YouTube persona can be a job? <laughs> like it's, it's ridiculous, right? So think also about your attitude to work, towards work in general. Because you might believe that you need to work hard in order to achieve something. So you may believe that in order to be free from binge eating, you need to work hard for it. And I'm here to tell you that you can let eating disorder recovery be easy. And I have another example from my life um, that just kind of um, is, <laughs> is about this. So as you know, I'm a new mom and I'm going to brag about it because, <laughs> because I love it. And I think that in, in the future, in the future podcast episodes, I am going to talk more about not only food, but also about parenthood. I feel like maybe I would like to connect with all other moms <laughs> and, and parents. Um, I feel like um, it, would be, it would be nice to maybe uh, target my content to to parents, to, to moms who are overwhelmed, who are eating in secret at the end of the day and stuff like that. <laughs> Anyways, okay, I'm a new mom and you probably have heard so many times how hard postpartum period is, right? Uh, you probably have heard, even if you are not a, a parent, even if, you know, um, motherhood, parenthood, fatherhood <laughs> is not something you are interested in, you definitely have heard, you've definitely watched in movies, 
people talking about how hard it is to take care of a newborn child, especially if it's your first one, how hard parenthood is, etc. So uh, recently I've met a couple of people and of course they know that I'm a new mom, so they asked me like how I'm doing. For example, you know, my midwife, my physiotherapist, uh, or like people at the barbecue that we attended, you know, people ask me, how is it? <laughs> how how were those first couple of months with, with a newborn baby? And what I tell those people is that, oh, it's easier than I thought. And they are super surprised. Like, oh, really? Wait, <laughs> we've heard something else that it's super hard and you are probably sleep deprived and you feel miserable and, and etc. And I'm like, no, it's actually quite fine. <laughs> it's magical period. <laughs> and I know that right now, what, what I just said, it might be triggering for, for some of you. Many of you who went through, through that period of your life, many of you will roll your eyes. Like, what is she talking about? Why is she bragging uh, like that when for me it was a hell? So I want to validate it that everybody has different experience, right? If you if you're telling me that for you it was extremely hard and it was hell for you, I do believe you, right? It's just not my experience, but I know that there might be a variety variety of experiences. For some people it's good, for some people it's bad, for some people it's just mixed, right? So <laughs> I want to acknowledge that. So the question is why it's not that bad for me and my partner. I feel like the part of it is that we were just kind of prepared for the worst case scenario, you know, because we've heard so many uh, negatives about that, how how hard it is. <laughs> for example, I've heard that, you know, after giving a birth, I won't be able to like walk. Um, our relationship will receive a massive hit. I'm going to hate my husband. I'm going to be on the emotional roller coaster. I won't have time to take a shower and so on. So even though, okay, it is hard, I feel like I'm letting it be easier. I'm letting those, those hard moments be easier. And again, this goes against the beliefs I've been raised with. So I believe that for, for now, child, child care for us so far has been easy. Uh, maybe everything else is, is a little bit harder, right? Taking care of home, self-care, relationship, it's a little bit harder, but still it's not as bad as I thought it would be. And again, let's keep in mind also that hard is relative. Again, I, I, I try to speak in very simple terms, um, on, on the podcast, right? <laughs> so again, I'm giving it labels like easy and hard so that we can have, um, you know, so that everybody understands and everybody can kind of relate to what I'm talking about. Um, but again, maybe giving those labels, even easy, hard, is not the best idea. But for the purpose of the con of, of today's podcast, let's just stick to it. <laughs> so let's remember that hard and easy, that can also be, be relative. Because I don't know, let's say two years ago, if you would tell me that, um, you know, if you would tell me that I would have to get up, I don't know, three times a night to to take care of my child, I would say, that sounds horrible. I love to sleep eight hours straight. And if I don't get eight hours per night, then I am miserable. So at that point of life, for me, getting up three times at night 
would be something extremely hard. But right now, when I actually do have to wake up, let's say, two, three times per night, in the middle of the night, it's not that hard because I am waking up to a starving baby, to a baby that is maybe uh, very upset, that is crying. So, I don't know, my, my hormones <laughs> are activated. My, uh, my brain is telling me that I need to comfort that baby. So it's not that hard, or at least with, with the way I perceive that situation, I make it easier for myself. Because again, I want to comfort my child. I want to feed, the, uh, feed him. So it is easier. And also waking up at night and, and <laughs> providing breast to, to a baby. And, you know, when everybody else is sleeping, when it's the middle of the night and there's just me and my baby, there is something magical about it, okay? That I can comfort my baby. <laughs> and it's not that hard. So I believe that it's just a matter of perspective. Uh, in one state of mind, you might see it as a dreadful experience. In the other state of mind, the same thing might be very precious experience to you, like one of its kind kind of experience. <laughs> I also want to add that probably all the worst things that you've heard about parenthood, yeah, probably they are true, but also all the wonderful things that you've heard about parenthood, they are also true. And what matters is your attention. Where do you focus your, att your attention on? So my experience of motherhood has been pretty great so far because I let it be easy. Even though my family taught me that everything must be hard, you know, earning money must be hard, keeping your weight under control must be hard, studying, raising kids, etc. It must be hard. But I decided to choose differently. I decided to let my life be easier than I suspected. And I believe that you can let your life be easy. You can let your recovery be easier than you suspected. Again, heart is re relative. And think about like a recovery type of heart. So allowing the urges is hard, but resisting the intense urges to binge is also hard. Not tracking your food for the first time in months is hard, but weighing your food, calculating, calculating macros and putting it into an app, it's not easy either. Navigating social gatherings with eating disorder is hard, uh, but also other things <laughs> when you are trying to recover from uh, binge eating, they are also kind of hard. Accepting your body uh, can be hard, but struggling with self-esteem and body image issues, or even like looking at the pictures of yourself uh, that someone else made at the party, it's not easy. <laughs> Sharing your binge eating secret with someone is hard. Reaching for help is hard, but also dealing with isolation and social withdrawal, it's also hard. Managing the physical consequences of binge eating is hard, but also, again, recovery is also hard. <laughs> so it, so uh, to summarize, suffering from an eating disorder is hard, but recovery is also hard. So you can choose your hard or you can let recovery be easy. 
Whatever it means to you, that's also important, right? Whatever you're navigating in life, I bet it's kind of hard. Let's say that putting aside money to send your kids to college is hard. Building muscle is hard. Uh, keeping your house tidy is, ha- is hard. Keeping your romantic relationship um, happy and fulfilled after 12 years of marriage is hard. Taking your energetic dog for a walk three times a day is hard. So how can you make it easier? And the most important thing <laughs> in the context of today's podcast episode is how can you make your binge eating recovery journey easier? And please also check with your beliefs. Like, what do you believe recovery takes? What do you believe you would have to do in order to recover from binge eating? Do you believe that in order to not binge today, you would have to meditate in the morning, go on a walk, journal about your feelings, check in with the hunger and fullness scale before and after every meal, eat without screens, and etc.? Those practices can be helpful at times, but these are just tools. You should not rely on them. So doing all the recovery stuff is hard, so let it be easy. By making them easier or by seeing them in different light, from different perspective. So again, I'm going to repeat this question. (laughs) How can you make binge eating recovery journey be easier on you? and easier for your lifestyle. Just let it be easy. Let respecting your body be easy. Let accepting your current physique be easy. Let making overnight oats for breakfast after a weekend binge be easy. Let saying no to alcohol be easy. Let allowing the urge to binge be easy. Let surfing uncomfortable emotions be easy. Let eating mindfully be easy. And if you cannot make make it easy, start with making it easier. Again, whatever that means for you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to me today. It was great talking to you and see you in the next one. Bye! If you enjoyed today's podcast episode and you would like to stay in touch with me, make sure to follow Binge Pro Brain on Instagram. And if you are ready to take this material to the next level and apply what you've learned, then go ahead and submit your coaching application for my Binge Pro Brain coaching program. Thank you so much for joining me today and have a great day. Bye!